feature presentation. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. It's Ryan, and I'm ready to talk about a movie. Surprise. Well, obviously, that's a joke. It's not a surprise. It's kind of what I do. Um, but this one uh, is a banger, folks. This one's a banger. Um, the film I'm going to be talking about is from 1983, and it's a Japanese film, Surprise. <laughs> and that film is called Village of Doom, directed by Noburo Tanaka. Now, normally when I do episodes, it's with the understanding uh, that like some of the movies that I talk about are going to be uh, so particular to my own sort of weird taste that I go in knowing talking about a movie that it's like this only has a very niche and specific appeal. Um, now, Village of Doom isn't one of those movies. Okay, I will say this. It's not for everyone, um, but I will say this. This is the type of film, right? Regardless if you like violent movies, regardless if you like movies that have a lot of, uh, you know, depictions of sex and, you know, again, violent acts, massacres, what have you, regardless if, you, if that's not your thing, which, you know, that's not a lot of people's thing. It's some people's thing. Um, it's obviously uh, one of my things in terms of at least cinematically. Cinematically, uh, fictionalized depictions of violence, I feel like, are acceptable means of of uh, entertainment like um, because it's not real. I have far more um, issues when the violence is actually real. Um, that To me, that's totally different. And then you're talking about two different... Uh, spheres of things they're not even in the same you know ballpark uh, but when it comes to Village of Doom to get back on track uh, it's one of those films that if you watch it right by the time you get through it and the credits roll there's no way that you'll walk away from this film unaffected and to me, movies that do that get put in a different category. So regardless of if you got to the end of this movie and you were like, oh, my God, that, that I, I loved it or I hated it. For The hate or the love is going to come with a qualification that needs to be made by the person who, viewed, who just viewed Village of Doom. Because that qualification is, I loved it even though it's about this horrible massacre. Um, 
are I hated it because it's about this horrible massacre. But the fact that you put the qualifier on top of the qualifier, <laughs> for lack of uh, my own vocabulary, the fact that you said I love it or I hate it, then explain why um, without sort of, uh, you know, trying to sort of backpedal or what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying, folks. I do this a lot and yet I still don't No, what I'm saying is this. OK, this movie is a must see movie, in my opinion. OK, and this movie is notorious for its last 20 minutes. Now. This movie is actually based on a real event, um, but before I get into that, let me just go ahead and do uh, what I usually do and read the synopsis. And then I will talk a little bit more about uh, why this movie uh, got made and what what's the story behind this movie. So here we go. Village of Doom, 1983. What's wrong with being a devil? An emotionally distraught young man goes on a violent killing spree after his tuberculosis keeps him from serving in World War II and is frowned upon by his fellow villagers. Okay, so that is the synopsis that is listed on Letterboxd. Now, <clears throat> that is what this movie is about, um, but it's there's a lot more to it. So this movie is actually based on the, uh, the Suyama Massacre, which uh, happened in uh, 1938. Uh, it's about uh, a twenty a twenty one year old man in Japan uh, killed uh, like thirty people uh, with a Browning shotgun, uh, a katana sword, and an axe. Uh, and then after he killed all those people, committed all those horrible murders, uh, he killed himself. I think he shot himself in the chest twice. Uh, obviously, uh, this was a wild night, right? <laughs> uh, this guy's name was a. Uh, I might uh Mutsuo Toy um and the village that he was uh uh I think it the village was named the Kayo village I believe that's uh, that's the case um in the in the film uh the main character is called Sugio uh it's not uh Metsu Mutsuo um and this is pretty much uh a fictionalized obviously version of that night and those events um but what's very interesting is this um and and and, and the movie does establish that sugio is is a smart character like everyone in the village uh this very small rural japanese village in the 30s everyone talks about uh this he's a genius right they can say he's a genius he's so smart and he lives with his grandmother and the actual, uh, uh, his, cause his parents died, um, and his actual, from illness, by the way, uh, and the actual, uh, person, uh, the, the Mutsu or Mutsuo toy, um, his parents also died. I believe they died of tuberculosis. Um, and he was left, uh, with his sister and, uh, and I believe his grandparents. Um, so the movie's kind of, you know, playing a little bit with that because that's exactly what a sugio is his parents died with illness he has tuberculosis we don't know that yet in the very beginning but we just know that he has a cough and he's not feeling good and he's of age to go to war to fight and he wants to go to war to fight uh but he's waiting for the call but he knows he doesn't feel good um and he's thinking like i need to get better so that i can pass the physical assessment in order for me to go to war 
um, excuse me. Um, let me take a sip of some tea. Mm. I too have tuberculosis. No. Um, so where was I? Yes. So we were introduced to Sugio. Um, he's kind of a, uh, a young guy coming out of a shell from a small village. Um, all these men in his village are going off to war. Right. Um, and he's left there because, you know, he's, he's of a certain age where he hasn't, he hasn't been called out yet for the draft, but there's also looming over his head is the fact that, you know, physically, uh, he may not be in the condition to even go to war, which is devastating to him. Um, because he wants to be a soldier more than anything, even though he has aspirations because he's smart to be like a teacher of some kind. He's also really the glory and the idea of fighting for Japan in the 1930s in World War II, ironically, fighting alongside the Nazis, ironically. <laughs> uh, there's that layer to it. Um, uh, that's more, it's more about like the honor of that. Like even if the fact that he, he would go to war and die. Um, now, I will say this, okay? This movie talks about a very interesting custom um, from ancient Japan, right? And this custom uh, is called yobai. Uh, now, it's very strange, okay? And people, I've heard people from Japan uh, say that they have, they had never heard of yobai uh, until they seen this movie, and and it is not, it is and it is a strange custom to them. But this is this is what the movie uh, actually depicts. And is a big element of this movie, right? So yobai is this ancient custom that was practiced by young men and women uh, in order for them to sort of learn how sex works. So yobai is the practice of men w uh, during the night uh, visiting a girl while she's asleep. Yes, uh, this is... Yes, if any red flags are popping up right now, uh, yes, welcome to Japan. It is the, the, a nation of red flags. Uh, actually, their flag is white with a red circle, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, Yobai, right? Um, a young man will visit a girl while she's asleep, right? Um, and then they will have sex, right? And then the young man will leave in, leave in silence and, like, you know, pretend that nothing happened. Now, yobai was is is not rape, okay? It is a uh, consensual sexual act, right? That actually has like ancient, you know, cultural roots. Uh, but in addition to sort of the custom, there was like a whole like a uh, step by step sort of like walkthrough or guide. Uh, and it's basically like uh, young men would have to take all their clothes off, sneak into the house, and make no sound. Um, Right. And, and a big reason, uh, obviously, they don't want to wake the family. And this is supposed to be some stuff done in the dark, literally and figuratively uh, that no one else talks about. Right. And uh, a big reason why the male would get naked before entering the, the his the woman he's interested interested in his home is because, you know, there's a danger of getting caught. And no one wants the people inside the house to think that they were coming there to rob them. So if you show up booty naked they already know what it is it's like oh okay dog like we don't approve of this you got caught but we know you're not we're, they're not going to try to kill you i mean maybe i don't know you run into my house naked we're gonna have an issue dog like it don't really matter but anyways um 
But yeah, this would go on usually for like three or four nights, this Knights of Yobai. And then after that, like the couple like dated openly and then got married. So basically, you know, you got to hit it first, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, that would grow. <laughs> uh, so I say all that to say to set the stage for uh, to set the stage for this film uh, for uh, Village of Doom, uh, which is an appropriate title because that really is what this movie uh uh, descends into it becomes a village of doom. So we we're introduced to Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, or, or Sugio, not Yu-Gi-Oh. Wow, Yu-Gi-Oh. We're playing that game that's like Pokemon cards that I never played. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, uh, Sugio. And uh, another sip. And Sugio's in his village. Like I said, most of the men um are kind of already going off to war. Uh, the ones that are left behind. Are you know they have their reasons for being there uh, again? Wow, notification! How many minutes into the episode was that before the first uh, Ryan's phone notification? Like around, th ooh, almost thirteen. Thirteen's an angel number for me. Um, <laughs> why do I know what angel numbers are? I don't know. Um, could be my uh, dating history. Uh, no, uh, but so he's in the village right uh and he uh he has a friend of his who's also you know around the same age uh who he who who asked to borrow money from him he wants to go into town um and he tells he tells him uh about visiting women during the night right he was like yo you should pay you should come out you should go out in the village at night you know and see what goes on in this town in this small village and it's also mentioned uh that the uh the there is a as as a as an actual truck backing up is in is, is in my background that's going to pick up on the podcast yes yes this is this is the professional podcast um but it's also revealed uh to Sugio by his friend that uh or it's not even revealed to Sugio Sugio would be aware of this it's revealed to us the audience that most of the people in the village are related so all of this uh, Yobai and a lot of these arranged marriages and relationships are amongst people who are actually family. Um, so it's like it's an incest village, yo. It's very, in but again, 1930s, uh, small village, rural Japan. I mean, you know, um, that's just how they got down. Uh, but yeah, so flash forward, Yu Gi Oh does decide to go. Uh, Yu Gi Oh, I'm gonna keep calling him Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> oh my god, Sugio decides to go out at night um he has nothing else to do you know he's you know the village guy uh who everyone thinks is a genius but you know they kind of look at him too like you know that's he's kind of grandma's boy um like the like the guy in the movie grandma's boy no <laughs> that's a funny movie um shout out to uh happy madison no actually i don't really like happy madison movies but that's the rare one that i think is funny um I'm the digression king. No. So he goes out and he notices, he walks by a house that he knows. Um, obviously, he knows everyone. It's a small village. Everyone knows each other. He walks by this house, this little hut, um, and he sees an axe outside. And he's like, wait a minute. That, you know, he knows that, the, that first of all, that's a man's axe. Um, and that the woman that lives in that house, husband, is not there because he's actually a soldier in the war. Um, so he goes and he does this little peeping Tom, you know, uh, 
look into the into her house and like you know James Elroy young James Elroy style and through his, he watches this woman um having sex with this man um and he you know it's again this movie actually has a lot of sex and 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 Sugio actually gets laid several times by women um and uh, he's watching this you know in very in a very voy- voyeuristic way in a very sort of like young man still sort of you know fam- trying to familiarize himself with sex himself um and then he leaves right um and then the next day uh we're introduced to a girl that he is actually in love with and she loves him that's in the in the village uh and i think she brings up they're like together out walking um and and she brings up to him that like they're cousins and that you know they probably should you know they probably could never be married no or he may bring it up he may bring up that they're cousins to her and then she sort of is, is the one that's like, yeah, but, you know, it's a small village and sort of so we're sort of like giving it, throwing it out there that there's hope that they could actually be together. So, again, Sugio is not as much as this movie is about this guy who who goes on a rampage, who's trying to uh, get take revenge on people he he feels are are have done done wrongs to him and who he feels are uh, devils. Uh, that's, you know, what he he says. Um he's not like someone who is completely he's not like a complete shut-in he's not somebody who doesn't have like uh um the ability to navigate the social the social uh aspects of his small community because he definitely does um so after that he does return and again i'm all over the place here but stay with me folks he does return to the woman's house at night and he goes in to see who's there, he sees that she sleep. she wakes up surprised, he has clothes on, so she immediately is scared, but then she recognizes him, and she's like, oh, Sugio, what are you doing here? And immediately, when she sees that Sugio, she's ready to go, right? She, like, pulls her, uh, she said, it's hot in here, and she opens her, her, her robe, and pulls her, literal, her, she pulls her breast out, right? And then she tells him, you know, I just took a bath, but I'm still hot, you know? And then Sugio is ask, ask her about, like, if she was visited last night uh, by the man that he saw her with. And then she says, you know, yeah, she's like, and he's like, but your husband, and she's basically like, listen, my husband's not here, you know, um, and my husband's at war and men go to war. But then she hugs him and says, but women are also at war, you know, um, which I mean, I get to get a little, you know, overly poetic there, but but they, they went for it, right? Um, and then, of course, uh, she lays Sugio down, and then she proceeds to give Su- Sugio a, ha- a hand job, more or less. And, and, and basically, it happens quick. He, he doesn't last but, like, 30 seconds. And then she makes a comment like, you, you came so fast, and, and, and giggles. Uh, and at first, it kind of, again, it feels like a, pink, a pinku film a little bit. Um, it's not a pinku film, but it definitely has those moments. Okay, and then we jump forward ahead. Um, Sugio has another interaction with a woman um, who comes by, an older woman who comes by his grandma's house to borrow money. Again, everyone in this village is borrowing money. This is uh, it's interesting because this this whole uh, this whole world that is being depicted is a small village of of you know sort of rural Japanese people who make money. Um, probably in ways that are, you know, like maybe 
you know, farming or some sort of uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, really. It's really interesting when you think about it. Like, like in these sort of small village communities, there are, only s there are very limited ways that people make money, right? Um, and I bring that up to say that, like, there, this is a reoccurring thing where you watch villagers, you know, come to each other's houses, ask each other for money, ask each other for different things, because that's how you survive uh, when you don't have any, when you're not, uh, you don't have money. Um, you have to come together as a community um, and sort of the, the, the community is a very protected and insular, which again, which is why there's a lot of incest in the community. And um, there's also an aspect of uh, the men in the village who are still around, who are either too old or hurt, who can't fight in the war. They uh, attack outsiders who try to come in the village that they perceive as a threat or they perceive are doing things that they don't approve of with the women and et cetera. And, and they, they beat them up and sometimes kill them and then bury their bodies in the hills, which we will discover uh, as the story gets gets a little bit further. But back to the woman who comes to visit uh, Sugio's grandmother for money. Um, she's a woman. She has multiple kids. Her husband's uh, she's much older than Sugio. Uh, she's she definitely on some milf milf time, uh, real milf hours. Uh, she sees Sugio uh, one day uh, when his grandma's out because we are first introduced to her when her grandma's there and she gives her money um, and she promises to pay it back. But she comes back, Sugio's there. She sees him. This is literally the night after Sugio went and visited his other, one of his other neighbor women, women um, married woman. Uh, and had that first sexual encounter, sexual-ish encounter. Um, so she looks at him, and then she smiles. Where's your grandma? He's like, you came here for, to borrow money? She's like, yeah, but she's, he's like, she's not. She'll come back. I'll tell her that you, I can bring you the money. And she's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. You need to, my, my husband won't be home uh, tonight. You know, and she, she's like very, very suggestive outright. Like, come, come by and visit me. So, of course, Sugio comes by, a little bit naive has the money boom right but then she's not here for the money she immediately seduces seduces him um they have sex uh and sugio's pretty much goes about his day now i mean the next day happy you know um and this is kind of a thing like he's the 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 smart young young guy that's the available bachelor in the village so there's going to be a series of moments uh where 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 you see uh, women come on to him overtly um there's even a young woman who who he sees that like uh later on she's clearly coming on to him but then later on when the next time they see each other she's completely rejecting him um and that's because he goes to finally gets the call to go up to get a physical to see to 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 get drafted uh, he's been coughing this whole time. His cough hasn't gone away. This whole time, his grandma's been like telling him to rest and take foods. He's already seen one local doctor before he goes to see this military doctor. And the doctor tells him he needs to rest. He's still got phlegm. So when he sees this, this, this military doctor, and he's, he has him running. He's, check, he's checking him. And then he, he tells him, like, you know, no, nah, you have to rest. You're still sick. And then he writes down on, on, on the paper tuberculosis. And this changes everything for Sugio. Once he sees that, you know, he doesn't want to accept it. 
but the military doctor gets offended like you know like like you're trying to dishonor me and say that like my my diagnosis isn't right get the fuck out of here so word because it's a small town where gets around fairly fast where gets around that uh sukio has tuberculosis and, and everyone in the village starts to sort of treat him like a leper at that point right um even even the women um don't want to fuck around with him right um and that girl that initially the she's a younger woman who uh was showing interest in him sees him like coughing um and she gives him her uh her scarf to breathe into and then he says it smells nice he's like literally coughing blood and then she like runs away like you know um and because she knows he has tuberculosis but she's being nice to him um and then again he hears that her he hears that the the girl that he loves has an arranged marriage uh and she comes to tell him about it which breaks his heart then the girl who he thinks likes him who gave you know who who gave him the 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 the, the scarf or, or the, the the cloth for him to cough in she has an arranged marriage plus she's being uh you know very dismissive and mean to him because she's like oh shit he has tuberculosis so the women's energy changes about sugio right now another thing that's happening and another thing is occurring um well, what's occurring is there's construction work outside my place, which is showing up probably in the background and audio of this podcast. But what's also occurring in the movie <laughs> uh, is Sugio seeing um, the local men that stay around. Uh, he's encountering them at nighttime and he's running into them in different hours of the night. And they're telling him like they cross paths and they tell him like, yo, you know, uh, they're searching for this guy. He's an outsider. We want to find him. You, you should probably go home unless you want, you don't want to be involved in this. Boom. So they're, they're going out, and, and, and we see a couple of times Sugio sees these men, right? And then one night he sees them catch a, catch a guy, and they beat the, guy to, beat the guy to death. And then the next day he's hung from a, from a noose in a tree, and there's a cop there, right? And the cop is looking up. With the, with the with the villagers. Some of the villagers are the men that killed him. And Sugio walks up and he sees it. And Sugio does the dumb thing of telling the cop, hey, this wasn't suicide. And then the men that are there look at him and the cop says, what are you talking about? And then the, one, the main guy, the guy who pretty much orchestrated the whole entire thing, steps in and says, you know, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Sugio, Sugio's, you know, he's been working a lot. He's tired, you know, studying. He's sick. You know, he, he, he doesn't know what he's saying. Like, don't worry about it. Like we'll talk to him and, and whatever he does say, we'll come back and tell you, which I mean, this is thir the thirties in Japan. Maybe that could fly. The cop is like, fine, whatever y'all do what y'all got to do, whatever. Um, they let it go. And then Sugio, they look at Sugio laughing. Um, and then kind of menacingly, like, because they laugh at the, the comment that like, you know, like he's just, you know, he's just overworked and sick and, you know, don't you know like they, they're kind of making fun of him but also you know the one guy's looking at him hard-eyed like what are you trying to do trying to trying to tell the tell tell the police that we murdered this guy so already you know that tension is there um and ultimately uh this whole movie is about the last 20 minutes by the way the last 20 minutes are when the actual massacre occurs and it literally is 20 minutes of a massacre so all of this is really built up right um this movie is about like an hour and 45 minutes ish uh so you think you got a good hour 20 and change of sort of build up to this this eventual eruption that we know is coming because this movie is based on this real event um so 
Sugio's having his issues. People are shunning him. He's all of these interactions that he has in this small community. Uh, he all these slights that people make towards him are accumulating. On top of that, you know his parents are dead. He has tuberculosis. He can't fight in the war that he wants to fight in. He can't marry the woman that he's in love. She's 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 promised to someone else. The family doesn't even want her to be with him because they know he has tuberculosis all of this is building up all of this sort of like resentment is building up all of this anger is building up with Sugio as this movie uh plays out and uh there's a moment where Sugio goes to get a gun um a rifle and he starts practicing in uh in the forest and he literally has a a, a straw a, a man made out of straw that he's shooting and envisioning it's the the guy who you know he saw kill kill the you know the guy who basically stepped up um and during during uh Sugio's attempt to sort of say that like oh it was a murder of this guy Hank that was who, who we saw get murdered and was hanging in the tree uh he's sort of like the main in, in Sugio's eyes he's the worst of the village right like he's the one so he's like envisioning killing this guy and then he makes a map, which is like, and he, I think it says uh, something like Sugio's battle plan. And it's, it's a whole map hand-drawn of the whole village. And he's got certain houses marked, right? And he takes, like, uh, gunpowder from, from, from the uh, shell casing of one of the bullets of his rifle. And he puts it on each of the houses and he lights, lights it, you know, like symbolizing, you know, burning uh, these these houses to the ground of these families and these people that he has uh, personal grievances with, right? Um, and then his grandma calls his name while he's doing this, and he quickly like hides the hides the map and puts it up, right? Um, and then there's this weird interaction where he goes to visit the woman because now the woman that had multiple kids who he slept with, he returns to her and they have sex again. Um, he's returned to her several nights, but but now her husband's back, right? And she even so he goes to see her, um, but she's already told him beforehand that her husband's back. But he goes anyways, and he has the rifle with him because he's upset. Um, and again, he's mad at that the way people are treating him. Um, the husband's there when he shows up, though, uh, and uh, a whole fight breaks out between them. And you know he makes his wife come out and say, "Do you know who this is? You know who this is?" And he knows that she's been seeing other men and cheating. Uh, Sugio and him fight. Uh, Sugio points the rifle at him. Um, he takes the. He basically they struggle with the rifle. He takes the rifle away. Uh, he starts to choke Sugio. Uh, his wife runs out to get the grandma. The grandma pleads for him to stop. He does. Now this whole interaction, right, kicks off uh, the police coming to visit Sugio, and uh, the police are there. It's not only the the beat cop, but there's like three other like guys in plain clothes, look like detectives, who want to talk to him. Right. And they're like, OK, one, you said that the guy hanged was a murder. But two, we heard about the interaction that you had, the fight. And you brought a gun to the house of these of, of or your neighbors. Then you had this this fight with uh, with the husband of this woman, you know, like of the uh, and apparently you said you were going to kill them. They've gotten all this information. So they come to search his house for his rifle. And when they they look they're looking around and they find his rifle, but they also find several guns. They find several more that we never seen Sukio even purchase, right? Um, several more guns, 
and then they find uh, a knife, a long blade, right? And they're asking him, like, okay, so, like, what are, what are these? Why do you have all these guns stockpiled? And he's like, well, I know the price is about to go up, so I get into why they're cheap. And then they said, well, what about this fucking blade? Why do you have this? And he's like, it's for hunting. And it's like, well, where's your license? And Sugio walks over and shows him the hunting license. But the cops are like, okay, fine, we're taking all of this shit. Like, you're not having none of it. Like, so, you know, and then Sugio's upset, but they're like, you'll, you'll eventually get it back, but right now we're, we're taking all of this and we need to keep it confiscated for, for, the, for a while. So rumors going around that Sugio and around the village that he's going to do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so this is kind of like, you know, the first instance of like uh, – that we get get the under uh, or we get the knowledge that like the village is talking and saying like yo Sugio look he's on some shit, um, so they take the guns away, um, and then uh, he goes into town with his friend that he borrowed money from, um, who he actually comes across before that, uh, get uh, with the girl that he liked, uh, who liked him initially before he got tuberculosis, the one who gave him the. the the, the, the cloth uh and they're like in a field and he's on top of her and then he, and that makes sugio mad and he's like wants to fight his friend over this chick right and the chick is like laughing at him again treating him like shit and she runs off and you know he tells him like that's one of the only people who actually like love me after they found out that like i had you know i was sick and i had tb um and his boy's like man you know she for the streets don't really worry about her you know you know you know bro code shit <laughs> um so the, he's on the train uh, with his friend. Um, they're going into town. This is something they do. They take the train into, uh, I think it's like, uh, is, it, is, it, is it Shibuya? I might be Shibuya. I could be totally wrong on that. They're taking the train into town. He actually gives his friend some money again. Um, for some reason, Sugio always has money. But what's interesting is when you look into the actual real story of the, of the guy this is based on, he comes from a wealthy family. His parents passed away, but he had he had money. So that probably explains why Sugio has money um, in this small village that he lives in. But he still has money because his parents had money. Maybe he inherited it. I'm not quite sure. But Sugio always has bread, uh, and that probably that's why his the villagers ask his grandma for money. That fam maybe their family just has money in this village, even though it looks like no one has money. It's clear Sugio has money because he buys guns all the time. Um, so he goes into town. Um, he stops and buys a, another. He buys a pump shotgun. Right. And again, this is very interesting because he just wa walks and buys it very easily. I guess back in the 30s, uh, the, the getting a gun in Japan wasn't as hard. Like, you know, um, so he, you know, he just literally comes back with a new shotgun and then he buys a katana sword and a blade. And then he constructs this interesting uh, wearable uh, headlights where he took he takes two flashlights uh, and he like. Uh, puts them to attaches them to a bandana that he wraps around his head and then he has this necklace with this little flashlight lantern that he connects wires to that sort of power the flashlights that are he's going to wear on his head and then the one i guess the one that he wears on his chest is uh the one that it's that has all the main the main battery power it's it's a interesting looking like kind of weird make like makeshift jerry rigged sort of headlamp thing right he constructs this he's got all these new weapons um he's got a whole box of shells you know he's planning this sort of his revenge he's plotting his revenge um so before he does this he's really sick uh he goes and he he's he's, he's at night he goes and uh he has an interaction with the guy who he wants to kill the most from the village 
where, you know, he tells him, like, you know, that you better, if you're going to kill me, you better kill me, you better kill me now, kill me fast, right? Like, and the guy says, oh, we're going to figure out what to do with you, don't worry. He's very, very menacing, very threatening, like, we'll, we'll probably come back and pay you and your grandma a visit. And then he kind of, like, leaves Sugio with that, not knowing that, like, Sugio has this whole sort of plan that he's about to, that's about to go down. And then he's, so he goes and visits the girl that, that, that he loves, who's been promised, and she loves him, that's been promised to, uh, or been, has another arranged marriage, right? Um, and there's a woman who does that locally. She's the matchmaker. She arranges marriages with people. And actually, Sugio actually has a fight with her, which I didn't mention, um, because I'm not doing this in any sort of linear sense, really. I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, but uh, he goes to see, he, he goes to her house and you could see, he could see that she's taking a shower, like through the silhouette of this little backside of the house where the shower is. And there's like this, like a rice paper sort of door that you could see her silhouette. And he, he opens it up and he sees her in there naked. And of course, Sugio runs in there, covers her mouth, brings her down, tells her to calm down, kisses her, right? Then coughs up blood in her tub. Uh, or, or or the shower where the where the water the water gathers there's like a shower head and then there's like water gathering in this like basin bucket thing he scoops it out and dumps it on his head and then she scoops it up and dumps it on her head and in like an act of like solidarity that shows like I'm not scared of you I'm not scared that you have tuberculosis and I still do love you this is her showing that without saying it right and then it's kind of a a, a weird touching moment it starts out as this pervy kind of like invasion of her privacy in the shower and then but then she immediately uh sort of like let's 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 it go and then Batsukio runs off right he runs away before anything else would happen he runs away um and they actually uh and I'm not going to bother about like the order of things I really haven't bothered about the order of things this whole time but I'm not even going to bother about like the sort of like chronological order or the linear uh the linear narrative at this point, I'm just going to jump, jump back and forth. Uh, but they see each other again and in, in, in they're out in the field. It's the daytime. Um, and apparently he's gotten word that she, the woman that he loved got divorced in the, in the family didn't want the, the, the marriage to last because they knew about her and Sugio and Sugio has tuberculosis. So he hears this and like they meet up, outside somewhere in a, in a field on a hill which they tend to be always meet in because this is like a again it's rural so they're talking and she's saying you know she had given him earlier this like braid that she made out of yarn that was like a token of her affection that he that he has to keep that she you know that when she found out she was getting married and she told Su Sugio too she's been real with him the whole time she told Sugio you know like I'm getting married but before she got married and which actually, you know, actually, you know, ended up in a divorce. But regardless, and she said, you can, you could, you know, you don't have to keep that braid anymore. Uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I still love you, but you know, I have to, or, you know, I, I love the man that you were, but I have to move on or whatever. Right. Um, but after the divorce, they meet up again, as I was saying, and they have this conversation and she says, she's going to get married again. And then Sugio is like, what? Like, you know, you're going to get married again. But she's like, but you know, I still love you. Um, and then they actually have sex like, uh, out, out in nature and they, they just, they have sex wherever they can in, in this, in this village. This village is wild. They're doing yoba. They're doing all this weird shit. Yo, bye. Uh, so they have sex or whatever. Um, 
And this is right before Sugio's uh, about to do this sort of uh, massacre. So uh, his grandma has actually fell sick at a certain point, and Sugio tries to give her uh, some some powder, some medicine that he says he got from the doctor, which we know he didn't go to the doctor. And then the grandma kind of like looks at it skeptically, and she's like, "What are you trying to? What are you trying to do?" Like she like knocks knocks the medicine out and runs away to her neighbors. And I think at that point, at that point. This is where jumping all around as I do and trying to recap a movie that I watched and not having any sort of a written script. Why would you write a script for a podcast? If you do, KY, uh, KY, uh, kill yourself. No, um, don't do that. Um, but uh, when the cops come to visit, another reason they come to visit him is because the grandma runs to a neighbor and says that her my 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 uh, grandson tried to kill me. So it was the cops were like, "Yo, we heard your grandma. You tried to kill your poison your grandma. Uh, we heard that you you know uh, had a fight at uh, your neighbor's house and you tried to shoot him with a shotgun and you said that you saw someone kill the man that committed suicide or whatever." Uh, so they were there for all that, and the grandma immediately jumps to his defense at that moment when they find all the guns and shit. The grandma's there. She says, I, my son, I don't know what they said, but my, 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 my son, my grandson never tried to kill me. Right. Um, but he actually did try to kill him, kill her. Right. But the grandma's still sick. Right. Um, so Sugio is ready for it's, it's, it's the night of the massacre. Uh, s- all of these like, uh, tensions in the community with Sugio, you know, we, we, we witnessed him sort of like go through the emotional ups and downs and roller coasters of this shit. Right. And, he, we watch him get ready. Um, well, first first thing he does is he goes up and cuts the power lines so that the power in the village is out, right? Then he goes and he suits up. He puts on his little flashlight, like, again, his little jerry-rigged makeshift flashlight thing. Um, and I'm going to talk over this construction noise. Uh, I think they're, like, at putting new concrete in. This is a great time to podcast, too, is when, when they do that type of shit. For podcasting tips for my fellow podcasters, record when there's fucking construction noise. Always do that. Uh, no. But, yeah, so he suits up. He loads the shotgun. Uh, he, 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 puts the, he puts the swords in his, in his belt, you know, and he sets about going door to door, getting his revenge. But first, before he does that, let me back it up. Let me back it up a step or two here. He's suited up and ready to go. He stands over his, his grandma, right? She's sleeping. He tries to wake her up, calls to her. She's not waking. She kind of casually sort of like acknowledges his presence in her sleep. You know, you know how people do when they're sleepy and they kind of hear you. So they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, then he walks across the room. First, he looks at the shotgun, but he's, he decides that's too much because he's looking like, he's, again, he's looking over his grandma like he wants to kill her. Um, and we're like, is he going to kill his grandma? Um, spoiler alert, he is. Uh, Puts the, puts the uh the shotgun away, goes and grabs the axe. Which again, like if you're gonna kill your grandma, you're gonna kill her with an axe, whatever. Uh, and he stands over her, calls her name. She still doesn't wake up. Then he swings the axe down, right? Um, and then he his he's immediately uh, cu- uh blood sprays on him, right? And then this is where he says, uh, this sort of memorable moment where he says, uh, grandma, like, make me a devil. Like this is like for him, this is like a ritual sacrifice. Like him doing this is turning him into a devil. Him killing his grandma and and being covered in her blood 
is sort of a baptism of an evil baptism, right? Where he's like, okay, now I'm the devil. So he, so he kills his grandma and then he sets about, you know, and, uh, goes on this 20 minute massacre. Now this fucking last 20 minutes of this movie are, it's, 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 it's fucking no punches are pulled. Um, he's going door to door. Sugio is going door to door and it is a shotgun massacre. I mean, he's also in, in from time to time using his sword when necessary, when he can't, you know, reload his gun, uh, his, uh, his pump shotgun fast enough. Uh, he does, you know, use his blades, uh, but he's shooting women, um, men, uh, young, 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 young teenagers, who, who's ever in the house of the homes that he slighted. Now he does go into an, uh, a neighbor's house. Uh, and apparently this is accurate. And the, he, he comes to one of these other neighbor's houses and they're all the whole, fa- whole family's in there. And they're like, yo, we never said anything against you. And he just walks out and leaves them. So he's not like killing people indiscriminately. This isn't like a, uh, a guy who's doing a, um, a spree, a spree murder, right? Right. Where it's like, I'm just killing everyone. Like, no, no, there are certain people that he's not killing. Like he, he sets about. So it's like in, in that respect, Sugio's not really crazy. Like, uh, or you can't write it off as like, maybe it's a form of insanity or, or this, I guess you could say, but it's, it's not true insanity. Like he was purposeful about, he planned this whole thing. Um, and there were certain people that he wanted to kill and that he goes about killing. Um, now I don't think it's really, it's really not, uh, to, for, in my opinion, it's really pointless for me to describe murders. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he kills this person and he kills that person. No, I'm not going to do that. That's boring. Um, and honestly, like, I just want people to, you know, check out Village of Doom. And you could see for yourself. Now, this is a, for me, if, if anything, it's it's more about, like, letting people know about this movie who don't know about this movie um, more than anything, right? Like, uh uh it is a movie that does have a uh i feel like a a cult following for sure um i don't know about a lot of people i think there was a dvd release if i'm not mistaken a dvd release that uh came out for village of doom uh who put out who who put out the dvd uh i can look that up i mean let's uh village of doom let's see here who put the dvd out because it's a uh it was a whole thing where we're, uh, let's see here. Why, why does it want me to type in a captcha? What? The, what? Okay, let's see here. Village of Doom DVD. Mm-hmm. I don't know who put this DVD out. Uh, but there's a DVD that you can actually, that you can actually buy and purchase, which I definitely, this is an ownable. I'm getting this on, on DVD. I wish that there was a format, a Blu-ray. This movie deserves a Blu-ray, um, for sure. This movie is not one of those movies that, like, uh, I walk away from and be and be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I enjoyed that. And like, it's like, nah, like this is a, I don't know, dude. This is just, it's just a fucked up movie. And and may, people are probably like, why would you want to own a movie where it's about a twenty? Like, man, uh, listen, man. I'm, if you're not on that wavelength, you're not on that wavelength that's fine. I'm, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really here to sort of justify necessarily, uh, people 
liking sort of things that are sort of subversive. I know people that are turned off by this type of stuff. But again, my, in my opinion, the best way to 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 take in this type of stuff is is, for, is through the safety of cinema. Uh, because there's a lot of real world shit that is way too dark. Like, I mean, even though this is based on a real thing, um, I will say this: that hap- it happened so long ago. No, there's no one around, and even this movie is like a fictionalized version of that. It's not the actual. Like, they're not using real names and shit like that. Uh, but I do know that this movie was championed by uh, what is what is the what is the the guy who directed uh, what is his name? I'm trying. Uh, it's a Japanese director who. Who started in Japan? Um, I think it's Re, uh, uh, Re, Ryu uh, Kitamura, uh, I believe is 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 the uh, is the director who kind of like uh, is responsible for this movie sort of being um, on any on DVD. I think I think he was he was like screening this movie at like uh, festivals and doing showings of this movie and really like championing uh, championing. Uh, village of village of the doomed uh and and basically uh he's the reason why there is a there's a dvd of this at all uh so shout out to uh yeah yeah to uh uh ryu kitamura i mean i i i do like i do like uh i do like some of ryu uh kitamura's movies i liked midnight meat train um i mean obviously people you know versus i mean um He's got a new movie, weirdly enough. <coughs> wow. That's that uh it's that Sugio tuberculosis I got, yo. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. But uh he also did no uh oh he also did No One Lives too. Damn, that's that's definitely MAS material. Uh yeah, No One Lives. Wow. I might that might be an episode that we have to do because that's one of those movies that um I feel like doesn't get its get doesn't get its due. Um and it's interesting because Kitamura has had an interesting American career as a filmmaker. He's got a lot of movies that he's made over here. Um, but that movie, I remember reading that script. And shout out to uh, Dave Cohen, um, who wrote No One's, No One Lives. It's a great sort of like kind of slasher. It's not really. It's like a slasher movie-esque kind of movie. Uh, you know, where like basically some, some killers kidnap this couple. But they find out uh that the 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 husband is uh a fucking psychopath um and he sets about murdering every every one of them uh one by one um i remember reading it when it was a spec script and then i remember like being like yo this is kind of cool and uh i had even i think uh talked with uh david cohen or dave cohen about it i was like yo man the script's dope and he thought he was like yeah thanks remember it was like uh, i think it was way back in the day um i think it was like it may have been on facebook um, <clears throat> it wasn't like a face-to-face interaction, but yeah, uh, Rio Kitamura did no one, no one lives, uh, midnight me train. Uh, he has a new movie or, 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 uh, with, uh, with, uh, what is, what's, 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 uh, what's the kid from, uh, Emil Hirsch, Emil Hirsch and Steven Dorff called the price we pay. I don't know if it's good. Um, but you know, it's Kitamura. I'll check it out because, you know, I fuck with Kitamura. Uh, but yeah, got off on that tangent. Um, but Kitamura is definitely uh, a, a big reason why uh, Village of Doom uh, ha- has an awareness. I feel like I feel like he's he's one of the few people I've even heard talk about this movie. Uh, 
you know, someone that has a level of like visibility or that's known. Um, this movie doesn't get doesn't get it's just just do. Um, so that's why I've I've done a whole uh, episode about it. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I've done enough talking. I feel like uh, keeping this episode under an hour um, is good. So if you haven't, which I'm assuming you haven't, if you haven't seen Village of Doomed, go now, um, please. And if you're a patron, I'm definitely uploading this to the Patreon for people to watch. Um, and if you're listening, um, whoever holds the rights to this movie, uh, do do a Blu-ray of this motherfucker because I will buy it ASAP. Uh, and I'm probably going to go uh, on Amazon right now and buy the DVD because, uh, you know, got to support, uh, got to support uh, my shotgun massacring. No, I'm just playing. I'm just a joke. It's a joke. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's all. I'm out. It's over. They trying to lock me in the cell so I can ride in hell. Call my nigga, I'm mighty. Tell me to get my nigga that bail. He said, No doubt, but what the fuck you talking about? Man, I let you know, just pull me up to my bitch's house. Pulled off in all black, sipping on some fucking yak. Eyes red as hell, from smoking on the sack. Back to back, made it to my latest house, but notice all the lights was off. Thinking in my mind that the scene was looking fucking wrong. Knocked up on the